Hairdressing, business, beauty, products, people, interviews, fitness, health, well-being. I'm Nathan Plumridge and welcome to Hair Life. And I think the biggest problem will be, and, and again, I know we discussed it earlier over coffee, but is because the industry is quite micro, most salons tend to work from kind of week to week. Yeah, yeah, yeah You know, yeah. they're in that yeah. phase. Whereas actually looking at it from a bigger picture and going, okay, what does, you know, we were in November today. Yeah. yeah. What does the end of December look like? What is January looking like? Because yeah. I know we're looking at January now. We're not, we're not even focused on these two months. That's amazing. We're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. where's January? Yeah. Because we want a great January. So what we're putting into practice now yeah. to take us forwards in potentially what could be a lull. We don't know if is yeah. it is, is it going to be cold? Is it going to be, I don't know. Yeah. But I think that's that point. It's almost like taking, you know, your reactiveness and trying to throw it in the bin. Yeah. Let's let's definitely, start definitely. using yeah, yeah, a system yeah. that makes us more proactive and looking at the business for a much bigger game. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, stop being short term. Yeah. So you feel yeah. more in control, which yeah. is what everybody Yeah, does. it takes the stress do. away. It, does, it, it really does. And like and just uh, I'll come back to actually on in terms of the proactive future thinking in a second as well. But just to finish off the reports point, like so in order for that to happen, in order for you to be able to say, okay, my average ticket is whatever it's 120 pounds, 150 pounds, right? I want to. I want to know what, like, this week my average ticket is 150 pounds. In order to be able to step into that and see, okay, why why is it that way? Either at a business level or a staff member level, within the new forest reports, you just click the number, and it drills you in, and it shows you day by day service rep, service average service ticket, average retail ticket, total ticket, day by day. Is it up or down? And then a week a week to week comparison underneath it. So we tell you straight away whether it's up or it's down, and if you just click. We automatically run a drilled-in report for you. And that's why the guys had to read guys and girls actually had to rebuild the entire reporting from the ground up because it's not, it's no longer about running a report. It's about whatever you whatever direction it takes you, we have to be able to have that data to yeah. you within seconds. It's an investigation. It is. And, and <laughs> you don't even know what you're looking for until you found it. Yep. This is the thing. Yeah. You can click in and then if you see a staff member's name and you click a button, it drops you straight into the staff member's dashboard. So if you're looking at last March to go, okay, what, what happened last March to plan next March, for example? Yeah. You're looking at, you see a number, why is that? And you click a staff member's name and it will drill you into her overview for that exact same date and time and drilling into detail again, right? So setting up the reporting suite so that you can just click a button, right? And this is the thing, you can't have this really big complex setup. You just need to click the number and we'll tell you more about the number. It's literally that simple. Mm-hmm. And that, it might look intimidating because there's a lot of numbers, but if you click in, that's how easy it is. And if you think about the reactive nature of things, and I, I really like the point that you made where from a staff member point of view, you need the management can't be like quarterly anymore. You can't be sitting down showing them at the end of the month, you know what you should have done three weeks ago, your, your retail to service dropped. We should have fixed this then. Like that's kind of yeah. like almost useless, right? Like that doesn't really work. And so in the new reporting suite, and I don't think enough people realize this, is that on any number, you'll see a little bell, a little alert bell. So if I'm looking at Sarah's numbers and I see her retail services, I don't know, 15%, and I say, I don't ever want that to drop below 12%. If I click that little bell and just say, if this drops below 12%, let me know. The first reporting will automatically check it every hour and let you know when it's dropped below. So that even though you're working with her in a coaching capacity, you're actually able to address the issues at the mm-hmm. time that they happen. So. That's kind of the problem that we're trying to solve here, where staff have their own numbers. That's great. You just want to know if they go above or below a certain bound, right? This is what we hear from salon owners. And that's yeah, interesting as well, because we, when you're talking about this now, like I think this is where the industry 
has got to change. Yeah. And I mean this in the sense that we're now business people. Yeah. And it's almost like as a salon owner, if you're very fortunate enough to be able to have somebody like Candice, then it's amazing. But there's also, but most salons don't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, this is where there's got to be that change. And I think this is where like a lot of salon owners have got to be prepared to take a step back, you know, be less on the floor, yeah. kind of more on the business and actually really looking at that and then empowering, you know, the team around you absolutely yeah. to, to go on and flourish whilst you're doing this because it's the data. This is the thing. I mean, I, I'm getting to that sort of geeky thing now where this is the data that I really like. Yeah. Because when you start to drill into it, you know, then you're starting to see the patterns where the pinch points, where, you know, where could we gain, but where are we doing lots of, but why are we dropping on something else? And that's the thing about having really clear reporting. You can break it down. Exactly. You can. You know, yeah. which gives you, again, the, the reason why you can be proactive. Of course. Yeah. You can plan for next month or the month after. And it goes back to that partner thing, doesn't it? So I, I've seen now with the new reports is that people drill down and drill down and come to what the problem is, which is fantastic. But then they're like, what do I do now? Yeah, like yeah. what how do i fix this and that's where the partnership i think works because i've had salons now ring to say it actually is rebooking it's a problem yeah. it's rebooking off the first appointment which is our problem now like what do i do and there's obviously things we can advise like yeah. you know like don't ask a question about rebooking yeah. actually just say i've just booked you in six weeks time you know because i had a slot there you know small things but then it's about the features we have on the system that really solve those specific problems yeah so like we talked about like we shouldn't build you know the boss well, right it's going to be terrible saying, what's that horse before the carriage type saying? I'm going to throw it out there. What is that? I put myself, I put myself in a don't situation now. Don't put the carriage before the horse. and carriage. Yeah. Yeah. So we built with marketing features, actually. You know what I mean? Listen, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know where you get yourself in one of those situations where you're like, I'm going to say a saying, but I can't remember the saying, but I hope this lands. So it somewhat landed there. Yeah. But we built the marketing section. Do you remember? Yeah. Yeah. And we built this marketing section that will help you take your client base and drill down into it to say like i want to target somebody who is my top 100 clients who's had a specific service who hasn't been back in in six weeks yep. who might have their birthday coming up yeah. we built this whole infrastructure to allow you to go very very granular with your client base and yep. send them very specific messages so we built that without really giving salons the tools to figure out what the problem was exactly. now we've really closed that circle yeah. and said now figure out your problem now we've got the market tools to kind of fix us. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, and that was one of the main reasons, wasn't it, why we shifted? Yeah. Because exactly like the analogy you gave earlier, it's shortcutting the need to go through, well, for us, we've got 3,000 clients, mm. yeah. trying to work out and constantly keep on top of whose birthday is when. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Have they come yeah, in yeah. every six weeks for their cut and blow dry or are they due one? Yeah, um, yeah. They had colour once. Why didn't they come back? Someone's got to try and remember and write it down on a piece of paper. You've lost a piece of paper. Um, and that's just amazing. So for us, we can then create the strategy and rely on the automation. And really all it comes down to then is allowing us to build a relationship with the client yeah. and finding out information about them and building a relationship in that way so you know we care about when their birthday is we yeah. know that they've been a client of ours for over 10 years and then we can just use the the system to help us build that relationship even further which is amazing because for us really the goal is and forest we literally wouldn't be able to do this for us is that our front of house should be anything but just a booking appointments yeah, yeah. so yeah. for us our business strategy is the front of house is there to improve the client experience and to build relationships. And 
Forest is there just to make the actual booking appointment bit as convenient and not time consuming yeah, as yeah, possible. Yeah, yeah. Because we don't want someone stood there on the phone rescheduling appointments for someone. We want someone stood there having conversations and building yeah. relationships. <laughs> I think as well, it's interesting because you know what we were saying earlier when we were talking about you know the service level yeah because that's where it shifted yeah you know now it's it's yes it's great having the automation but actually i think hairdressers salon owners you know across the board you've got to go back to the care yeah, yeah. you know we've done the COVID thing where yeah. it's less contact now you've got to go back and actually having tools that, even down to you know on my notes section that we have with every guest you know i make a point of going Oh, if I'm not going to remember it, it might have been, oh, she's going for a night out this week. Yeah. You know, ask her next time. It's a very simple thing, but it makes such a difference, you know, when Jenny comes back in next time and you're suddenly going, oh, hi, Jenny, how was that night out? Because your yeah. hair looked amazing. Yeah. Oh, my God, I can't believe you remember that. <laughs> and you're like, well, I, I did. <laughs> kind of. I wrote it down. But I think it's that. This is where there's also these so many areas within it that utilizing that marketing thing for a much broader like yeah. it's much broader than just doing socials of course yeah. it's you about know, it's the internal. and also i think for us it's about making the relationship last outside of the actual salon yeah mm-hmm. and that is where we've been more successful in retaining clients so our rebooking rate has improved since we've had forest mm-hmm. and we want to keep in the client's mind when they're not just in the salon and forest has helped us do that but i also think even for our team so they were so skeptical <laughs> when we moved to something that was this integrated in our business, because yeah. previously we did just use our salon software predominantly really just for booking appointments. And now all of a sudden it touches every single aspect of our business. And I feel like my job really was just to make them not scared. About <laughs> this. It took a long time. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. even having an app on their phones not being able to have a physical printed version of their day in front of them. And I actually walked into the South Room the other day and they were all boasting about writing their colour notes, watching Love Island (laughs) (laughs) at nine o'clock at night because they're on their phones because they hadn't got around to doing it in the day. And I said, do you remember (laughs) when you were really annoyed because you couldn't have it on paper? But I feel like because you can see the benefits to the client relationship that has been the thing that has got over the lack of trust and that fear that they had around technology because the technology has now improved Mm. our lives and that's also the other thing about again i'll keep going back to service because it's the thing that for me is what our business is about it's actually when you look at a guest, not just for you know one appointment. Mm-hmm. You know, I you know I want every salon owner out there to to be focusing their team on. You want years, you know. I want every guest to be five years, ten years, fifteen years. I didn't want them for one or two appointments. And I think this is where if you've got tools that help you achieve that, yeah, that's a long term game. Yeah. Definitely, you know, because in terms of longevity you know, nearly 20 years in the making, it's, you know, 25 years from me, it's the same thing. You know, you need that core, you know, every single hairdressing salon needs that core business because we know we're always going to get people that drop in and drop out. But the reality is you want to keep the strength in your business of having a good base of customers. And if you've got tools that you can play around with that enable that experience to be better, that's kind of a win-win. 
Yeah. I think that's what the industry is very good at. You know, look, the industry is amazing at like building these long-term relationships. So like for us, what we have to really do and what we try and do mm-hmm. every day is try and cut out all the day-to-day things that like a salon owner needs to do. If we can get better at that and free up the time of salon owners to go and do what they really enjoy doing, that's the part where we'll win. And that's where we try and get better. Like we're well known for the the marketing features on our software. Like mm-hmm. I think that's probably what we're best known for. Yeah. But really it's down to how do we free up time or salon owners just to do what they're good at and what they want to do and what they're passionate about. And what feedback do you get in terms of the things that they hate doing the most? Oh, stock is a big thing, isn't it? So like, yes, like stock is always stock. a big thing. Yeah, I stock. actually recently, uh, accounting, accounting yeah. challenges yeah. and exporting yeah. stuff, like that was mm-hmm. recently launched a, a zero in QuickBooks integration yeah. exactly for that reason because mm-hmm. people are saying they just hate that. And, yeah. you know, some, sometimes the, it can be the most simple things like that. Um, Trying to think of a couple of examples right now. So, like, let's take for example, if I look at um, retail e-commerce, right? So, we're looking at e-commerce right now, and we know that, say, for example, some of the intimidating things that people are like, "Oh, I'm just, I'm adverse to that. I, I don't, I'm intimidated by it. Or I don't yeah. want to try that change." Much like your staff who had the paper, right, and want to change to an app. For e-commerce, for example, uh, we know that people often feel a bit intimidated by that, right? It's like I'm going to have to pick and pack stuff, and I'm going to have to do like logistics and all this kind of stuff and like oh that that feels quite intimidating so we launched uh a relaunch of our new e-com store recently and the idea behind that was we could set it up so that you can set it up to be click and collect only for example right uh you can set it up to set up one product on it we'll host it for you you don't even need to put it on your website and you can run a campaign just off people who bought that product and haven't bought it in the last three months right very simple run that campaign try it out and see if it works and so for those types of things, when we get feedback, when we talk about like e-commerce and the challenges around e-commerce, sometimes it's around logistics. Sometimes it's, I'd like to try, but I'm not sure if I really, it would take up too much time, for example, doing logistics. So we say, okay, if you want to do logistics, we can turn that on. If not, just do click and collect only. So that's kind of examples that we get often. And now, like if we think about where that's going to go, and I can give a little touch on, on this, but the next piece of of challenging feedback we've gotten is that often staff aren't all that enamored with e-commerce right because like mm-hmm. they're they're trying to get the commissions they're trying to sell the products things like this so we now know that if you're going to build again back to our approach to things if you're going to build e-commerce and the staff isn't involved it doesn't work for a salon industry right so for us now that's the next piece that we're working on in e-commerce is how do you bring the staff member into this so that they get the reward I've they get the <laughs> it's that stuff actually right so when we hear the problems from salon owners where they give out about the time it takes to do this or yeah. or, or not, not even just the time but the staff push back to things right so that's as much as the time wasting is like yeah. my, my staff will hate this like just can't yeah. do that like okay how do we rebuild this whole thing so that staff will like it like <laughs> we do this a lot and that's an example of that. You're like, okay, what's the next generation of e-commerce? Well, if you go back to the start of that, though, like, like the problem we were talking about earlier was that that retail conversation sometimes can just come across so salesy. And yeah. like, you know, just, they don't want to have it. So that was the problem we really wanted to fix. So how do we make it that we can enable the software then through e-commerce or through yeah. something like that yeah. that can actually do the selling for the stylist? And that's what we wanted to try and encourage a little bit, not to replace, but to really kind of be additional to what, what, what they're doing as well. Yeah. I think that's key to it. We're not trying to, with someone like e-commerce, we don't want the salon to switch it on and then they never have a conversation about products. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's what, I mean, it's difficult. It's so difficult because I, I just think, I think our industry, again, has this ridiculous thing in their head about product. Yes. 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 
I'm like, you're just offering a solution to somebody's needs. Yeah. yeah. That's all you're doing. Yeah. yeah. Like just like just simplify everything down. Okay. Yeah. If somebody comes in, they have dry hair, yes. you want to add moisture, yeah. you want to maybe add some protein. It's pretty simple. You've got a selection of products. Just keep it simple. Yeah. yeah. Just show them what you're using. Maybe you know, let them touch it. Maybe let them smell it. Yeah. That's all you got to do. That's you it. don't have to make anything else. No. You don't have to yeah, go no. out like some crazy American sales pitch. Yeah. You know, buy my client. It's like, just ask them a question. What do you struggle with? You know, what's the problem you find with your hair? What is it? And again, that's where I think what it is for me, the e-commerce part is having that as a backup. Exactly. exactly. You know, if somebody exactly. leaves the salon, they yeah. don't purchase it there and yeah. then, but they suddenly go, oh, Ellie said to me, that was the product. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Exactly. Or, or if Ellie forgets. Yeah. Right. This is the, which. Yeah. Often, I mean, we know they should all have the conversation, but the fact is that they don't all mm-hmm. have the conversation. Yeah. Right. So, back back to your point, actually, where you say it's about someone's needs. Right. So, we we run our own surveys and our own research, first party research, where we go out and we talk to thousands of consumers of salons, not just salon owners, and we kind of try and find out well what what do they want from salons so we can help them. Right. And so, a couple of pieces here from the retail side of it. Right. So, we asked guests who had not bought the retail from the salon. So earlier in the questions, like, had you bought retail for salon? I said, no. Later on then in the survey and in our interviews, we said, okay, where would you like to buy your retail usually, like for your hair, for your skin? 54% of them said the salon, mm-hmm. right? So even the ones who don't buy were like, I would like to buy from the salon. And we said, okay, what, what is the biggest determining factor for you for buying products? Is it like the, the brand? Are you just attached to the brand? Is it the prices that are special? Like, is it the stylist, the therapist? Uh, and above all else, it was just whatever the stylist told me. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That was it. So yeah. Yeah. You, guests are saying, 54% of them, I want to buy my retail from the salon. 48% of them said, I will buy whatever the stylist tells me to buy. Right? This is <laughs> this is crazy. And then 41% of them, when we said, okay, what, what happens after that then in terms of like home care? Do you want instructions? What do you want? 41% of them said, whenever it runs out between visits, I would love to be able to buy it again from the salon. Right? This is consumers asking for this. Yeah. And yeah. we know from our data, we're not actually delivering what they want. No, 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 we, no, we did our own questioning in sort of forums. We yeah. had, it was like 30 people, I think, the last time. And 84% of that, even just that 30, yeah. said they wanted to be told more about product. Yeah, absolutely. And then again, yeah. similar statistics, you know, we went back to the team and went, guys, this is our clients. This amount of people want to be told about product. So this is live data. So why are we not doing it? And most of that is just, it's just habit. It's just the fact that that it's a part of the conversation that doesn't happen. And again, that then goes back to consultation. You know, if you're using your form and doing it through, you know, process. Yeah. Process, process, process. Yeah. Do you, you know, know I, I have seen two examples of uses of our consultation forms. And we built consultation forms with lots of feedback and problems people were looking to solve with it. And this happens all the time. And actually, I'll, I'll give you two examples. One of forms, which I'll come to, but just because we're on e-commerce, I'll come to that, where we release something and then salons use it in a way that we maybe didn't, didn't anticipate. And we go, oh, wow, that's, that's really good. That's much better. <laughs> so one of the examples is we launched e-commerce. And we were talking about targeting people who bought before and to rebuy because that's what your guests want. So that was the whole hook we were using. And then this salon just turned it on and targeted people who were coming in this weekend and said, it, like, 
get your product now. Like have it pre-bought so that it's waiting for you on the day. Yeah. And through Forest, they could just set it up, run a campaign of people coming in this weekend with this link, buy now, click here, click collect only, set that, and they started getting orders for retail ahead of time. Yeah. No. We've not done that. What? Like, we hadn't even thought of that. Like no. this is just the seller does this, and we were just like, my God, like teach me. Yes. Like, like how do we learn from yeah. you? And then on the forms one, we saw two examples from two different salons. One was in Australia and one was in, in the States. And in, in the Australian one, they literally asked in the first time consultation, would you like your stylist to talk to you about retail? All oh, right, yeah. Just would yeah. you like to? Mm-hmm. When they say yes, they have the conversation. When they say no, they don't. That is it. And she has got the highest retail attachment rate that we have seen yeah. in the industry, right? In our in all of our data, she has really? the, highest, the highest rate that we've seen. And so I don't want to share her numbers, right? But... It was just insane because actually you're giving your stylists yeah. the permission. Yeah. They, yeah. Like they've actively asked you to talk to them about retail. Yeah. Like you're just have giving them a bad service if you're not. Like mm-hmm. that's like that's the first one. It yeah. removes the whole mental block. Oh, it does. Yeah. Like you know that whole will I will I say it now will I not? Like when am I gonna have this conversation? Yeah. If you haven't built the habit, like you just said. Mm-hmm. But like if you have to give the stylist like that, like moments to say, like, yeah, like they've just said they want to hear about this stuff. That's it. Like Simple. Yeah. Like, it's really simple. And we had a, a very similar example then in terms of new client retention, where the salon in the States, what she had done is she had said, okay, what do you, you know, the first consultation was, okay, what are you looking to get out of, you know, us today? And, what, yeah. well, you know, where you're trying to get to. The usual stuff, everyone has their own pattern, but you know yourself, the, the, the idea is the same. It's like, what does good look like for you? And in that one question was, are you prepared for this to take more than one booking? Are you prepared that it might take you two or three like visits to get to where you're going because you've got Jack Black hair? You just came in saying, I'm going to look like this tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And you're yeah, like, yeah. I need to help you, educate you on this. And so people who said yes, at the end, when, when they're leaving, they just say, oh, I see you've, you've asked to have a couple of services here. We're just going to book you in for the next one. Her rebooking rates were insane for new clients because, again, she asked upfront and she used our forms to do this. So it was pre-sent and people could fill in the questions even before arriving. So we built that product, but we never thought about that have use of it we're learning from yeah. the salons and yeah. then we're trying to I tell other salons that. again you know even just hearing that yeah yeah i'm like well, we've got that right? imagine, really one, good, imagine yeah. being the one who built the product it's a partnership it's that thing isn't it yeah. it's the learning yeah. yeah it is you know and again that's global yeah yeah, so, yeah. you know, it's amazing how, you know, we always think, you know, British hairdressing. Yeah. And the point is, is actually probably British hairdressing is the best in the world. That's why everybody comes here for mm-hmm. education. But actually, we maybe take service. Might be some bits. Then it yeah. could be somewhere else. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, Australia is particularly high for that. And so is obviously America. So, you know, it's it's great to be able to have those sorts of learnings. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's crazy. Like, it's great because the problems are shared. So the problems yeah. that like a salon might have in the UK is similar to the US. Mm. So it's great when a salon rings up and says, I have this one particular problem. And the team can think, well, how did salon one, two, three in the yeah. US? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a really cool idea, like Paddy just said. So you're kind of sharing not just like, well, salons in, you know, we're saying like the Southwest of the UK do it this way. It's like, well, salons around the world are doing these different things. You know, like we launched into the UAE. Yeah. in november last year but the way they do things are completely different mm-hmm. you know their waves of services are completely different than what i've seen in the uk yeah. so being able to look kind of cross country has been been absolutely amazing like yeah. and we we find through like it is a community right like yeah. the whole industry is a community but within forest it is definitely a community i think the forums the the fact that 180 salons will like opt to fly a day early to come meet a tech yeah. team i have never seen that or heard of that in any other industry or no, company no. in my life like it's insane but when we see that, like when we see the, the salons who have these amazing stories of things that they've done, 
like we contact them and we're like that is amazing what you've done there like can we record you explaining it like would you mind to <laughs> tell people this like because yeah. you you know obviously she's created that so you're like you don't also want to give away say her trade secret if she's created that and so when i give these examples these are people who if you google that on forest website have recorded videos explaining how to do this for other salon owners like it's an amazing community because they they aren't shy about that and if they were i wouldn't share these, these yeah. examples yeah but they've said like, oh, of course, I'll do a video. I'll explain it. You should tell everyone it's amazing. It changed my business. And they're all just like, this is so cool. Like I'd imagine to hear now a salon owner in the States hearing that she's on a mm-hmm. podcast here in the UK. You know what I mean? She'd be like, oh, that's great. That's, you know, I've, I've done that. I've figured something out that the industry can learn from. Yeah, yeah. no, I think, that's, I think that's amazing. And it's it's interesting. I mean, you know, we've, we've been chatting for quite a long time now. And I think there's a bit of what I've suddenly realized is, is chatting to you here and, and seeing it kind of in the flesh. It's almost changed my view kind of again because <laughs> it's really weird it's, it's, oh, it's a good way no, no, yeah, really yeah. good because i think it's one of those because naturally what you do and this is the beautiful thing about doing things face to face again is that suddenly you know you're seeing you know the face behind it instead of looking through a bloody zoom and the rest of it yeah absolutely. you know it's there and you can see the passion you can suddenly you listen to an idea and you know already i'm going well, i'm going to implement a few of them as soon as we get home you know absolutely. this week but it's also you know you were saying looking about future so we're in 2022 here we're almost was 23 looking kind of like is there like any yeah there's a, there's a you... few things isn't there me and paddy were talking about this before we came down and i need to restrain them slightly but there is like we, we we talk about like being ingrained in the industry and really kind of knowing what the problems are so we're seeing problems we've solved for yeah probably about three or four problems now with the collections yeah like you know we've, we've solved for that January, it's, our roadmap is done. We kind of, we know what's going to be released. There's another collection coming in January. Oh, okay, that's another, yeah, yeah. So we have, right. we have to say that, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're going, to, we're going to do another collection uh, in January, another release of more kind of features. Yeah. But do you want to talk, Paddy, about the, the problem yeah. we're trying to solve? So I think the, the way we talked about this before around incentives, and if our goals are aligned with your goals, then that's that's the way that things work, mm-hmm. right? So if, if, a, if a company's teams are held accountable and responsible for delivering growth in a salon that's like you know you i believe you can trust that because you've got yeah. the same goals and so when we talk about what 23 looks like our main goals um is around helping you find new clients and also increasing the average ticket because we know especially when we've seen if there are recessionary problems and things like that we know that these things actually we've been through a few recessions you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier so as forest and we've seen things that work um, when that happens and, and you should actually market more you should look at trying trying to get more of your existing client base and trying to to find new clients yeah. as well when these things happen it can be a bit of turbulence in the industry and so you you need to work with that so the goals we've set are against those two things right so that that's the the first like kind of main focus and i would say that again to think about the e-commerce example bringing the staff member this the stylist the therapist into that conversation where she's part of the conversation of e-commerce it's not it's not existing as its own standalone thing but it's actually a core part of your of your salon that'll be one of the first ones but the next one actually is there's a bit of a myth in the industry it's 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 a truth and a lie right so referral is the number one driver of new clients in the industry right and i can actually put the exact numbers here which is exactly <laughs> the same right so 52 percent right new client acquisition still comes through referrals right so it is the best driver that you have, but there, the myth is that it's the only driver, right? Most people say, okay, like referral, that's it, right? And referral is so important. Look at your reviews every day. Mm-hmm. That's really important because referrals happen when you do a good service. And so if you can stay on top of that, look at your reviews, really understand what's happening, you will acquire more customers. You will mm-hmm. find more customers that way. That's a fact. The myth is that, that that's all. That is not all. 
right? There are, there's two other major elements that we feel have been kind of neglected a little bit, which is that we mentioned earlier on, guests, consumers will search for a salon, right? When they want to, when they want to change more up, than ever, they will search. Yeah, yeah. And not only more than ever, 50% now search based on location. So they say a salon near me, for example, and 21% of guests now search by what you do. Mm-hmm. Not the salon name. They want a Kerastas salon. They want mm-hmm. a balayage. They, like they actually put in the brands or, they, or they, what they're looking for, the treatments they're looking for. So they actually search by that now. And so that inbound search, helping Google to help you to be found, is a major thing that we can see. We spoke about reviews. Reviews is critical. But also, Google doesn't know. If someone searches for Kerastas salon, for example, Google doesn't know that you're stuck. Kerastas, right? So unless you might mention it on your website somewhere, which you probably do, and you're really, really good at SEO, you actually, Google don't know what happens inside the store. They actually call it Swiss, see what's inside the store. It's a big challenge that they have. And so for us, enabling that, helping you to be discovered is a really important part of you finding new customers. And then the last piece, so the first one is referrals. The second one is when they're searching for you, don't hide, right? Let's make it as easy as possible and, and get out of their way, like really, really easy. A little tip on that is our research showed when they do find you, 84% of Consumers who booked over the phone wanted to book online, but they couldn't understand your service, man. Right. So go in there, set up a new service category, regardless of the software you're on, and just have like first time cut, first time color, have a very simple service that people can find for the first time. Anyone can do this today. You should do that today. Right. So, first one is referral. Second one is when they're looking for you, just get out of the way. Stop making it so hard. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the second one. And then the third one is sometimes they might be considering going to a new salon and you need to get in front of them. Right. And this is a problem that has been solved in many, many industries and things like advertising, for example, often salon owners try it. We had a salon recently who was running it in the States. And after me going to her website, I was getting the ads here in Dublin and they're like, well, okay, this is, this is probably not optimized. Right. So actually really embracing ads as a way to find clients, I think is the next generation for this industry, because in this industry, when you go to find clients, it's not the same for everybody everybody's clients are different mm-hmm. like absolutely everyone's clients are different and so again to my pattern earlier on i can't just build an ad platform i need to build an ad platform that's made for salons that can make sure what we're running or who we're trying to find for you yeah. is who you want is yeah. your dream clients not just deal hunters i think that's the thing as well it's really understanding your business yeah yeah you know it's understanding who is it yeah you know because I mean, we would always look at it and go yes maybe we're for everybody but our, our core business is a1 generally high spend, yeah. you know, they want ease of access, but also, you know, they want service, they want quality, yeah. you know, they want every little box, you yeah. know, ticked. And suddenly when you start to narrow that down, you know, our core market is, you know, 25 to 70, but then you could probably go, actually, it's probably more like 35 to sort of 75. That's mm-hmm. probably where it is because those are the ones that for us visit where we are. Yeah. They shop where we are so they are that cool person i think you're right i think that's the thing so you always always go on about search engine optimization and and that's it sorry paddy why it's important for us as well is that like if you see the software obviously you're very familiar with the software we've got some amazing tools for like to market your existing clients so we've got some amazing tools that help you get your clients back in right then we've got tools to help them spend more as well then we've got a core set of features that help you manage your business really really well the bit that we've been missing is getting that new client into the salon. And that's why I'm excited about this because yeah. that actually kind of really, really kind of circles off that ecosystem, doesn't it? Because yeah. now we've got a feature that will get new clients in. 
we can help you retain them. We can help them spend more money. Yeah. We'll give you analytics tools to figure out is it going right yeah. or like yeah. what the problems are. Yeah. And then we'll get rid of all the day-to-day -day stuff to yeah. make you kind of really focus on it. So this is why I think this is important. And back to the alignment with the industry yeah. is that if we can solve the problem, which is new clients in the industry, it also then means we as a software grow even further. So yeah, it's that alignment. Yeah, totally. yeah, over yeah. there, you know? And it, it in order for that to work, fundamentally, it has to happen under your brand. Right, you as a salon owner, mm -hmm. it has to happen under your brand. Right, that that we fundamentally believe that, and that not everyone in the industry believes that. We really believe that. So, mm -hmm. for us, it's not about okay, can can Forest go and find clients and pass them over to you? It's about how can we basically sit into the background and pretend like we're not here at all and make you look like rock stars. Mm -hmm. That's basically the plan. And so, mm -hmm. for us, next year, I firmly believe will be the year where ads actually tip up properly. To a salon version of this, not the one I don't really know how that works, or I don't yeah. know what works for me. An actual salon version of this, much like we've done with reporting and pay and yeah. e-commerce. Like we will do this again, but it'll be in the ad space and it'll be, I think, the next level, next generation. Yeah. For so I've seen salons try this stuff. Like yeah. on, on Google, like doing PPC campaigns and they put a certain budget behind it, but they haven't like done the reasons. Yeah. You know, and they've just opened it up and said, I want people between a certain age. They click a button and in 20 minutes the budget was gone. Yeah. And Google actually will say, like, you just like there was one person had the account manager came back and said, I'm going to refund you that money and we're going to go again. <laughs> so for us to build a tool now that's going to make it as simple as possible yeah. that you can actually go and get new clients and your clients, this is the important thing. Yeah, we yeah. want yeah. salons to get more clients that are their clients and they can market to and they can like retain them and grow their average bill. Yeah. Particularly now, because yeah. you, you can't afford to waste money. No, that's no, no, no. You yeah. cannot no. afford to waste money with <laughs> everything that's going on. I think, you know, this is where it's the right time Definitely. to really Definitely. look at every part of your business now. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, there's some stuff that is coming. Yeah. You know, regardless. Yeah. And I think preparing yourself now by looking at all of those little facets, yeah. I think will have a significant difference on your business going forwards into And that's a really good point, yeah. actually, because there's so much change happening at the moment. Mm. Like there is, there's a lot of change, like especially in the UK. And like what we'll see is that there'll be salons who will stand still. Salons won't do anything and they'll try and embrace just ride the wave. But it's sure. actually that's the worst course of action, I think. Yeah, for don't a contract. Right yeah. 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 You know, I, I need think, to be moving forward. Yeah. I think our thing is, I mean, I think about all my experiences. I think I've watched so many businesses contract when things Definitely. get tough. Definitely. Yeah. I tend to think it's the opposite. It should be. <laughs> you know, this is when you yeah. want to be going out there yeah. and going, hey, don't worry about that. Come with us. Exactly. Exactly. You know, we're yeah. going to look after you. You're going to feel great. You know, we've got all these tools, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I think that's what we need to do as an industry. Yeah. Definitely. Don't contract. Yeah. You know? No, definitely. And you, like, it's funny with this conversation, we talk about almost taking a step back just to think about this stuff mm -hmm. because, I mean, this is a great conversation. This recording, this podcast kind of creates the space to do that. But often we don't create the space for ourselves to no. do that in our day to day lives. No. Right. No. And, one thing that we've seen, and this is, again, just around the, the forest summit, right? The salon owner summit that happens every January. Mm -hmm. We get this feedback all the time. Like, talk to any salon owner who's ever gone, and they'll tell you the same thing. Because we 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 run it on the slowest day of the year, which is always the first Monday in January, right? Our data shows it's the slowest day of the year. So we run it the Sunday and the Monday, first in January. And so at that time, if hundreds of salon owners who come from around the world to come and a, listen to speakers talk about new trends, but also to us, to, we, we've now changed it so that before we used to have this separate event to talk about what we're doing. We've now got through an overwhelming like, like pull from our customers to do this. We're now going to be talking about these things, about like the changes we've seen in the product or success stories from the salon floor and what people have done with our product like we just did here. Yeah. We've got separate, all these different talks happening at that event. 
But the real magic happens in the evenings between those yeah. things where salon owners talk, our whole team go and talk. And we literally just, the entire conversation for like two or three days is like this. Yeah. It's like, oh, I do this. And I'm thinking, I never thought about that. And it's it's actually insane. But that's what learning. Yeah. Learning. Do you know, it's like, you know, we always say, I think you have to go back to, it's like, I have this thing about fire. Right, I have this thing about fire. If you go back, because you're a man, because I'm a man, hunter gatherer. But the point is, is that we learn from stories. Mm. You know, going back, you know, we we don't have enough fire in our lives now, and that's why there's something about, like, particularly when you come to this time of the year. Mm. You know, if you're around a fire pit, or it's the same thing. You share that story, you learn from that story, and you take it on. You know, you you don't. You know, books are, are okay, but when you're actually hearing it from somebody, definitely, definitely. that's where you then take that. Because we're going to take stuff away today. Yeah. We're going to go back to the summer on Thursday. And we're going to go, oh, hang on. Let's have a look at that. That was a good idea, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. And, and that's what it is. And exactly that, yeah. you know, having everybody in the evening, you know, with a nice glass of wine, putting the worlds to rights. Yeah. That's where your greatest learning is 100%. Yeah. And I think what's come. amazing is that it also builds confidence. So, I mean, it's easy for us to sit here and say, for example, oh, yeah, next year I'm going to do some Google ads and I'm going to target my audience. I mean, let's face it, some people might not who know really who their audience is. Like yeah. a lot of this, you have to be brave and yeah. Yeah. sharing stories and being able to have that network yeah. of people who have perhaps done it, done it well, done it not so well, had learnings. Um, and to, like you said, having the time to take a step back and actually think about it, because you do have to build confidence. And if it's something you've never, ever done before, yeah. that's massive. Mm-hmm. So taking small steps. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Baby steps. Yeah. Because it, it, that can seem crazy, like, you know, really big for people. And like, if they can make one small step with it, like, yeah. like even with the reports, yeah. the reports are so much information. If they can go into reports and look at one metric and just focus on that mm-hmm. and then build and build and build. Yeah. Same yeah. with new clients. And, and as we speak about these ads. Like it doesn't mean you then create a whole ads giant company, yeah, all yeah, these yeah. different types of ads no. targeting different markets. It's what the one small specific thing you can do, yeah. and then build from it. And I think people can feel a little bit overwhelmed sometimes. You know, so James, we're near the end of the show. Yeah, uh, give the shout out to the summit. Is it sold out yet? Is there still is there still no, tickets still, available? Still, still tickets. tickets so the dates. Yeah, what are the dates? I should really know this, but yeah, we should follow up. <laughs> So it's Sunday the 8th and 9th. Um, uh, Sunday the 8th and Monday the 9th. And where's it going to be? Uh, so it's going to be here in Dublin. Here in Dublin. Um, so it's going to be right in the city centre, yeah. right in the middle of everything. We have like this walking tours the day before. We've yeah. got the main events. We've got an evening planned with everyone. So all the salon owners can mix. Tuesday again, more speakers. So two full days of some amazing speakers. Uh, and we've got like um yeah we've got there's a whole range of speakers right to go to but what and that, that's hugely valuable but honestly i cannot stress the importance of the community side of it though. Mm-hmm. yeah like my favorite summit kind of intro icebreaker was that everyone wrote down on, on one, the first day the one of the first sessions wrote down something that they wanted to do or they want to try to do in the salon that year they wrote on paper but then they had to trade that with a complete stranger and they both had to say, this is what I'm trying to do. This is what I'm trying to do. And it sparked this conversation for like 15, 20 minutes. It was like incredible. And then at the end of it, everyone crumbled it up and had a snowball fight with the, with the paper. Like it was like this big <laughs> war that just erupted. But the great speakers, like we're going to show a lot of stuff. We're going to do some major announcements at it. It's even going to be some VIP stuff where only people at the summit will have early access to some of our mm-hmm. current new things. 
Um, but really, like that's hugely valuable, but it's about the community. And so we like to grow the community. Out. So where can yeah, people find you? So if you Google, just Google Forest Salon awesome. Summit. So Forest Salon Summit, um, we'll have all the information there. All the tickets are available online. Or if you want to just tap, if you're a Forest client, tap contact support. Just chat with anyone. We can give you a call and set it up. And, and then if you're not a client, it's just forest.com. Forest account, yeah. yeah. So we'll too. pop all the links in all the show notes. Yeah, every day. Brilliant. Yeah, we can put some information about the summit. It's a little bit different this time. Yeah. It's two days. We yeah. normally did over the one day. It's two days now. And that actually means now we can have the inspirational part, which is going to be so important. But then the second day is more about workshops, like yeah. things you can tangibly take away and say, this is stuff I'm going to do now over the next kind of course of the course. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. A little bit different this year. Yeah. 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 This is like one of those, you know, the taxi, the taxi cab driver on the way here. It's the Irish. They love to talk. Oh. <laughs> We, we just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I've been here for two. I love <laughs> Luke, Maddie, Maddie, it's been amazing. Uh, enjoy the show, and we'll catch up with you next time on Hair Life. See you soon. Thank you, folks. Thanks.